0: Hey y'all, it's Courtney here. I'm so excited about our topic this month, salvation testimonies. Um, I love hearing other people's testimonies. I loved Hannah's and Jackie's and I love my testimony. I love sharing my testimony. You know, no two testimonies are the same. So I feel like it's just something special between me and God that I can share with everybody. You know, we each have a unique opportunity to use our story to help somebody else. So um, I love my story. It's definitely my favorite (laughs) So um, I can't wait to share it with you guys. Growing up, um, you know, I did not grow up in a Christian home. I had wonderful parents. Both of my parents grew up in church when they were younger, um, but they did not take me to church. So I would go to church off and on with my grandma. Um, Every time I was at my grandma's house, you know, if we were in the car, she had um, all the, you know, little Bible songs for kids to sing. And I knew all of them. And I would go to church with some of my friends and, you know, like I knew about church, but I never remember hearing a clear presentation of the gospel in all the churches that I went to as a a child and a, you know, a young teenager. I never remember hearing the gospel until one day, um, my cousin, he had, invited me to church for probably years. Um, and I would always, you know, make up an excuse. No, 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 not this time. I'll go another time or I'm too busy right now. Or, you know, all the excuses that everybody makes when they don't want to go to church. (laughs) I made those same excuses. Well, one day, and I don't remember why, it was obviously the Lord. He had softened my heart, and I said, Sure, okay, I'll go. So, he had invited me to a meeting that was at the, a local college. It was some kind of like, you know, high school student. I don't know if it was the FCA or what it was, but it was a meeting um, at the local college, and I decided to go with him. I do not remember the preacher of that meeting. I do not remember the message that he preached, but I remember at the end of the service, I heard a clear presentation of the gospel and I was convicted. I remember the feeling of conviction that I had and I remember where I was standing in the auditorium and um, I knew what I had to do. So I walked down to the front of the room and my cousin followed behind me and he told me the gospel. He showed me the plan of salvation. I prayed and I got saved that night and it was definitely the best experience of my life. Now saying that, I also want to point out that as a 17 year old girl that had never been taught about salvation, um, I knew about God, but I did not know Jesus Christ. Um, I didn't know what to do after that, you know, I went home and I told my parents that I got saved and they were excited and that was basically it. Um, you know, some friends at school that, you know, were saved, they were, you know, they were excited. They heard about it. Maybe I told them, I don't really remember, but after that, nothing really happened. You know, like it wasn't this big life changing event, and looking back at it, I love that that is my story because a lot of people have these life-changing salvation testimonies where they go to church, they get saved, and then they completely change. You know, basically in one night, they have changed into a new person. And the Bible does say that um, you're a new creature, but I don't think that necessarily means immediately you will give up everything you've ever done wrong or everything that you're doing wrong. So I love that my testimony is a little bit different than a lot of them that I hear. Um, There's obviously nothing wrong with either one of them. I'm just saying that my story can reach somebody else because it's a little different. You know, everybody's got that something that's a little different about their testimony. So um, I got saved. I didn't know what to do. my cousin, um, already, my dad already, I had a Bible with my name on it, y'all, but I wasn't saved. I'd never heard the gospel. So I tried to start reading my Bible. Like I opened it that night to Genesis and I read some verses and I was like, okay, but I'd never, like, I just didn't have, um, anybody to guide me and direct me. So being a 17 year old girl, um, I just went back to doing what I had been doing all along, you know? So that was in 2006. Five. that was in 2005. And so, like I said, I lived in the world my whole life. I got saved. I tried to read my Bible. I didn't really know, you know, I didn't really have a church to go to. It was an outside meeting. And, you know, my cousin, I think, invited me to his church, I'm sure, but um, I didn't go. Anyway, so long story short, I met my husband. We started dating. We moved to Savannah, Um, For me to finish up college, and we decided that we were gonna move back home when I was done with college. We came home, we bought a piece of land, it had a trailer on it, and I was sitting at home one day uh, and there was a knock on the door. So I went and answered the door. It was, you know, we didn't really get people back here where we live. Um, It's kind of a long dirt road, and, you know, it looks kind of grown up, and you know, so we don't just get people knocking on the door. So I went to the door and there stood two of my favorite people ever, the Deweys. Um, they were the, Derek was the youth pastor at our church and, um, Esther is the sweetest thing I've ever met. Um, and so they knocked on the door the church was in, they were doing a campaign where they were soul winning, knocking on doors, inviting people to church. They had a thing coming up was friend day that Sunday, and they were having a competition to see if our preacher or Derek, the youth pastor could get the most people on their side of the church. Like it was a whole thing. And you know, Derek just point blank asked me standing there in the door of our house. He said, if you died today, do you know where you'd go? And, you know, it just kind of hit me. I was like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. And he was like, well, have you ever been saved? And I said, yeah, i you know, I was saved at 17 years old and so then he gave me assurance of my salvation, you know, um, in First John chapter five and verse thirteen, it says, "These things have I written unto you, that believe on the name of the Son of God, that ye may know that you have eternal life, and that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God." So we can know that we're saved, and that's the problem. I didn't know, I didn't have assurance of my salvation. Salvation is a one-time thing; it's a gift that we receive now. You know, when somebody gives you a gift, it's yours when you take it, right? As soon as you take it out of their hands, it's your gift. You don't have to keep receiving it over and over and over every year on your birthday. You are saved once you get saved. I mean, it seems simple, but it's also kind of complicated to some people. They just cannot believe that salvation is a one-time thing. So in Second Peter chapter 1, we read where Peter said, And to your faith virtue, or add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. And then it goes on to say, But he that lacketh these things cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from old sins. So if you don't add these things You'll get to the place where you doubt that you're even saved. And that's kind of what happened to me. I didn't have any clear direction. I wasn't growing in my Christian life. So I was like, well, am I saved or am I not? Um, and so DL Moody said that he's never known a Christian who is any good in the work of Christ who did not have assurance of salvation. And he tells the story of this bridge, um, the world's largest bridge in San Francisco, Um, when they were building it, there were no safety devices, and 23 men fell to their deaths. Well, during the construction of the last part of that bridge, they put up a safety net. It cost about $100,000 to put up this safety net, and at least 10 men fell into this net, and they were saved. But the interesting thing was that the workers got 25% more done once they were assured that they were saved. So it's the same thing with Christians in our work for the Lord. You know, we can't put our all into the service of God and really go after souls until we're sure that we're saved. I love what Curtis Hudson says. He said, my ability to remember is not the basis of my assurance. Praise the Lord, because I forget all kinds of things. (laughs) And so I love that it's not based on me. I'm not what keeps myself saved. Praise the Lord again, because I mess up every single day, but I also forget things. And so I don't have to keep my soul. Jesus Christ keeps my soul. I'm also so thankful that my feelings do not keep me saved because I am a woman and my feelings change every probably five seconds. <laughs> so the Bible says in John three thirty six, he that believeth on the son hath everlasting life. That's it. All you have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you're saved. You don't have to have good works. You don't have to have a good memory. You don't have to be happy all the time. That's not the fruit of your salvation. So that day on my porch, I got assurance of my salvation. Brian came home from work and I was like, Hey, um, some people knocked on our door today and invited us to this church. And he's like, Oh yeah, I've heard of that church. I've met the preacher around town. He was like, if, you know, if they were good enough to drive all the way down our dirt road, <laughs> he was like, you know, we'll go visit and see what we think. And we had been saying, I mean, for months, if not years, we'd been saying, we need to find a church. We need to start going to church. We need to find a good church. But we were not actively seeking a church. We were talking about it, <laughs> but that's as far as it ever got. So that um, Sunday, we went to the church and I mean, we've never left. <laughs> We have been sitting under Bible preaching, and that is what has changed our lives. I got saved when I was seventeen years old, but I didn't start you know living really like I was saved. My life wasn't changed here on earth now, my eternal destination was changed the day I got saved. I was on my way to hell. I got saved. And then from that moment on, I am going to heaven when I die. But my life here on earth did not change for some time, six years. We started going to our church. I got saved in 2005. We started going to our church in 2011. So this year makes 12 years that we've been at our church and sitting under Bible preaching has changed my life it's changed my husband's life it has changed my children's life before we had children we were living in the world doing all the things you know that the world does and when we started going to church and sitting under bible preaching the preacher our preacher is wonderful about preaching god's word and not his opinion or you know man's opinion but what god's word says so God's Word is what convicts our hearts, and He preaches God's Word every single service. And that's what changed our lives. I stopped talking like I used to talk. I stopped dressing like I used to dress. I stopped going to places that I used to go. I stopped watching things I used to watch, hanging around with people I used to hang around with. My life was completely changed by Bible preaching. I was already saved And then once I was sitting under Bible preaching, my life was changed. So, you know, sometimes people doubt their salvation because they'll hear somebody else's salvation testimony and they're like, oh man, that's such a good testimony. Or I wish my testimony sounded like that. Or, you know, I don't have any big glamorous story to tell. Like I didn't get saved and go home and pour out my liquor cabinet. Um, So I love that my story is a little different than most that I hear because I was saved and the what changed my life here on earth was the preaching of God's word finding a good bible believing church people that loved other people and people that would invest their time in us there are so many people in our church that have invested so much time and you know just energy into us and I mean, they changed our life. And not only, you know, did Brian and I start going to church that year in 2011, um, there have been so many, it's like a snowball effect, you know, like we started going to church. My parents started going to church. My niece and nephew got saved. My niece and nephew, my brother got baptized. I mean, like, it's just been a snowball effect. So many people's lives have been changed, not because of something I did, but because, those two people, they almost didn't drive down our driveway, y'all. They um, saw our driveway. Like I said, it's kind of overgrown looking. And they were like, mm, should we go down there? And they were like, yeah, yeah, let's go down there and see what's at the end of this road. And they came down our driveway because those two people knocked on our door. I, it, I cannot stand when people say, you know, knocking on doors, that doesn't work anymore. We don't knock on doors anymore. Our church still knocks on doors, and people still get saved, and people still join our church because our church goes out and knocks on doors and invites them to church or gives them the gospel. I mean, it is amazing. All you have to do is give people the information. I'm not the only person that didn't know what to do once they got saved. You know, there are people all over our town, that have never heard the gospel or have never been invited to church. I'm sure there's people all over your town with the same exact stories. So, you know, just going out there and giving people the option, just giving them the information can change their lives so much. I mean, when I just look at everything the Lord has done in our lives since I got saved and then later started going to church, um, it's just amazing. I mean, am literally a nobody. I mean, nobody. And now the Lord has opened up all these doors. You know, he spoke to my heart years ago about starting my blog, and then that turned into my Instagram account. And he has just orchestrated this big, huge thing that I've never even dreamed of. And now I am able to lead ladies Bible studies and speak at ladies conferences In other states. Like that just blows my mind what the Lord can do through a nobody. I love that meme that talks about how, you know, Noah was a drunk and Moses was a murderer, and it goes through all the people in the Bible that their lives were not perfect, but the Lord was able to use them. And so I love our story. I love my story. I love my salvation testimony. Now, my children's story is going to be different because of what the Lord's done in my life. My children have grown up in church. Um, Our oldest two are already saved. We're working on the third one. You know, I mean, it's just, it's amazing what the Lord can do. And I love my salvation testimony. So I'm encouraging you today, if you're not saved, please reach out to us. Anybody on this podcast um, would love to tell you how to be saved. If you are saved and you don't know what to do now, Find a Bible-believing church. That is your number one priority at this point after you're saved. Um, Get under the preaching of the Word of God. And then if you are saved and you are in a Bible-believing church, share your testimony with other people. Go out into your community and invite people to church when you're walking through Walmart or you're at the hair salon or wherever you are. Invite people to church. It can change their life. joining us today on Her Portion. We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time!